Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 32. Mario Stoudemire, Shaq, old Shaq. Shaq, no new Shaq. Jason Kidd, Phoenix. Jay Kidd, couple, couple good 32s there. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fadeaway Podcast. I'm your host, Fatty, and alongside me today, T-Zade Warren. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I feel like you owe him an apology. I do owe him an apology. I was telling you earlier this week, there's no way T.J. Warren does not listen to the Fadeaway. Because last week, I came in and we were talking and we said that the Pacers were missing a whole bunch of guys. And like, oh, but they have T.J. Warren. And I kind of scoffed at you. And you did. I uh, dismissed your T.J. Warren comment. And then I think, I don't know if it was the next day or the day after, he just drops 53. I'm like, okay, yeah, sick. Nice. Yep. 53 is nice. Um, let's see if he can do it again. He drops 34. Two games is nice. Next game, he drops 32. Yeah. He had a pretty rough game the other day, yeah. though. 16 and 11, only double-double. Um, 16 and 11, only double-double, but he's playing as we speak, and in that first quarter, he outscored the entire Lakers <laughs> roster. So, TJ Warren, my bad buddy. I'm glad you're listening. Yeah. Welcome to the pod. Welcome back to the league. Um, I'm so sorry, man. I apologize. Welcome back to the league. But, man, the last time we, we were on here was opening night of the bubble. Yeah. And, uh, wow, it's been pretty pretty interesting and exciting since then, hasn't it been? It's been it's, it's been amazing because it's like the summer league style games. There's, a, there's like at least four or five games every single day. They play back-to-back-to-back to back to back all day. So a lot of stuff happens in a very short period of time. So there's a lot to talk about, and we got to you know try to – fit that all into into one episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's almost it's funny cuz uh, cuz they played like 3 quarters of the season and then they come back here to continue the season. But all in all they're playing about 30 to 40 games. So it's almost like another whole season on its own and in its own regard, I feel like there's a lot of guys who are making a name for themselves now that yeah. didn't have the opportunity to before. Um I guess they didn't really play all that well and mm-hmm. then they just took the two two three months to uh, I guess just come back better, man. Like Let's talk about Michael Porter Jr. Like, what what the hell is going on in, in Denver? I I know that he was a top prospect. Obviously, had a lot of back issues, yeah, deterring injuries. Didn't really play all that much before the the break, and then just the last three games: thirty seven and twelve, uh, thirty and fifteen, twenty seven and twelve today. And he's shooting fifty five percent, fifty eight percent, and seventy five percent. I mean, he's putting up four threes a game, making four threes a game. Sorry. Uh, he went four of six, five and nine, four of seven. So each of those about fifty percent. What the heck is going on? Is he the real deal? Is he on a on a hot streak? What do you think about Michael Porter Jr.? Well, he's still only in his rookie season, really. So you got to really give him time and see what he's going to be about. And I think he's he's benefited a lot from Jamal Murray being out. You know, Jamal Murray being out. Jamal Murray is if if not their primary offensive weapon, their their second beside Jokic. So when you have a guy that takes maybe 15 to 20 shots a game out, there's going to be a lot of room for Michael Porter to Michael Porter to work. So, you know, it's it's still a bit early, but I mean, putting up 30 uh what do you put up? 37, 30 and 27 in those yeah. last three games. So, putting up those numbers is is great. Double doubles. It's double doubles on on pretty much every single yeah, every single game and but he's got the skill set. He can he can shoot, he can dribble, he can come off a screen, he can he can come off um, you know, you know, certain plays running being run for him. So, and him being six ten only helps him, or six eight, six nine, six ten. So I think he's got a lot of potential, but there's it's still way too early to like conclude that this guy is is going to be something special. Yeah, definitely has the potential for it, though. I agree, but uh, to your point about the the Jamal Murray thing, so Jamal actually played today. Yeah, and they um 
I think Jamal almost had a triple double. He was like 25, 12, and 8, double 23, 12, and 8. Was it? Right? Yeah, was but in that, in that same game, Michael Porter found a way to go 27 and 12, mm-hmm. shooting 10 of 18. So, I mean, He's there's ways yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, who where the opportunity lies. And I don't, I don't really know because Millsap is still starting. Jokic is still playing. Murray's still playing. So, whose minutes is he replacing? I guess Jeremy Grant. Jimmy well, Grant's was Jeremy Grant really getting that many minutes? Like, I guess Plumlee, like, they're going – I don't they, know. They could they, be just changing the offense up a, bit, a little bit. And they they did lose Torrey Craig, too, before yeah. that. But that was kind of before then. But, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. has been really impressive, man. I'm, I'm happy. I like his shot. He's got a confident he's confident He's way about him. the way he plays. He's too. a big like, boy. Yeah. He's got a handle. He yeah. can shoot. So, shout-out to him. Another guy who's been uh, putting on a name for himself, number two on Portland – Let's talk about him, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, this kid so, is, okay. is, is... Is he a rookie? I don't really know, to second, be honest. He's a second, second year, year guy. Uh, he has... He's just been He's just been doing anything that the that the Blazers needed. So in the last four games, he's got Jeez, 27, man. 16, 21, and 17. This, uh, this game they just played against uh, Denver, he really, he really, really went off. And he played very, very well against the Clippers as well. He was... Yeah. He 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 got he caught fire from three uh, throughout the game, and he was guarding PG and putting him on straps as well. So... He is pretty versatile the way he plays. He can shoot. He can put on the floor. Um, I think he becomes that, or he is becoming essentially that complementary third piece. Yeah, yeah. That or the the complementary third wing that they need. They've got obviously Damon CJ, but um, he's been. I mean, he's been able to put numbers. He's been able to fill the gaps where the the Blazers need need, um, and where there are in need. So, you know, and he's he's actually a second generation player. So he's been around the league. He's been around the NBA. He knows what it takes to actually. You know, make it in the NBA because his dad was in the NBA. So, um, I mean, being in your second year and being around stars and being able to put up these numbers, I think, is just, you know, it's just a start for him. So, you know, yeah. he's really, really making a name for himself on both ends of the floor. Absolutely. And um, just to, to add it in there, he's 80% from three yeah. in the bubbles yeah. and he's put up 30 shots. So he's 24 of three, 30 from the three point line. Like you said, three of the four games, he's had over 20 points. And this is on a team with C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, Mello. Whiteside, Mello. Like, a lot of guys who Stars, demand the man. ball, a lot of guys who need the ball in their hands, and mm-hmm. he finds a way to score and and do the do the things that, like you said, he's just doing the things that, you know, those. he's like a glue guy. He's yeah. like a like a mini Ariza is what he's mm-hmm. actually looking out to be. He obviously, he's Which a lot younger. They're missing that. The exactly. Piece, right? he's, exactly. So he's, he's definitely coming in. And I saw something interesting where someone was talking, why don't we see a trade where they send C.J., to the Spurs for DeMar DeRozan, move Trent to the two, mm-hmm. and then DeMar is your starting three. But what do you when you when you when you you're essentially just trading CJ for DeMar for DeMar? But what are you getting? Like you're you're just, I just, you're think, just, you're just look, I, two I think CJ and, and Dame are sino- like they're one in the same. Obviously, Dame does it at a higher level, but. Demar's game is a bit different. Demar facilitates more. Demar can create him plays well, he's better. In the off- he's never been known as a facilitator. He only started be- to become a facilitator because of the offense that they and were in. Later in, years in, in Toronto, in, he was doing better. Not not saying it'll help, but it's definitely an interesting perspective to look mm-hmm. at. Uh, just because you know, I mean, we've always been saying Portland needs to shake something up. Like they do need to, to shake it up. I think that CJ and, and and Dame combo is has that that window kind of closed, and especially. With Nurkic, he had been out almost. I think I think it was eighteen months. So I think that window closed. But I don't think you get to to, to trade a. Uh, the reason why I like CJ better for that Portland team is just because of spacing and how because CJ can shoot the three and Demar isn't really known to shoot the three as well. So 
you have CJ that's able to shoot and make space for a white side, make space for a Nurkic, and make space also for a Melo who plays in the low post. So that's the reason why I I, I would want to keep CJ there over DeMar DeRozan. Definitely a sick trade or a sick trade idea. Um, but I would love to see Gary Trent kind of become that third guy for them, and, and, and he's really starting to take off right now. No, I uh, I, I definitely like And I, anytime I see a young guy putting in work too, making a name for himself, exactly. like finding his own, I, I just really enjoy that. And obviously the last guy you talked about uh, earlier, TJ Warren, 53, 34, 32, and then obviously tonight against the Lakers off to a pretty good start. Ooh, what's so good about TJ, though, is he's not athletic. Like no. when you see him play, like he doesn't jump over everybody. He doesn't run past everybody. But this guy's just skilled. He knows we, he how just, to get to his spots. He's a man on a mission is yeah. what it seems like yeah. to me. And I think he they, they showed a picture. There's a there's a picture that was circling uh circulating all over the like all over Instagram and social media. It was like him like kind of crouching down and his head's down but his eyes are up. Yeah. And like they compared that to like LeBron back in like two thousand and thirteen when he was in the finals. So yeah, yeah. it was just like a funny comparison. But like he looks like he's a man on a mission. He looks like he's there to prove himself. And you know, and he's really taken over that, that, that Pacers team. So they've been they've been doing a really good job um with him in in the lineup and with him playing and him leading that team. Yeah, for sure. So that's uh that's pretty interesting to see a couple guys making a name for themselves, mm. taking that opportunity. But I want to ask you, do you think it's more about them putting in work over the last three four months or changes in the rotation that um, gave these guys the opportunity? So, I mean, I'll, I'll sort of answer my own question a little bit because TJ Warren, it's hard for me to say that he's put in the work over the last – not that he hasn't, but TJ Warren, like, he's known among yeah, NBA yeah, guys yeah. as a bucket. Like, he is – like actually, when he scored fifty three, KD commented on one of the pictures. Like he's been a bucket. Like yeah. since day one, we knew TJ Warren was a problem. It's just some of these guys and the systems that they're put in. It takes them a while to actually, you know, become something. And he started on Phoenix, which is a hotbed of disaster, and we know that, and everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah. I mean, and right now the whole thing is we're going to talk about Phoenix, but um, Devin Booker wanting to be a winner, but everyone in the NBA telling him, "Well, you need to leave if you want to make that happen." So everyone knows. But with a, a Gary Trent and a Michael Porter, do you think it's more so an opportunity or just a lot of hard work put in the last couple months? Being I mean, off? with with Gary Trent, I think Gary Trent always had that kind of skill set. You, I'm I'm just kind of looking, you know, at his like box scores and in, in, in the past. Earlier in January, he had 30. Earlier in January, he had 20. He had a couple games, 10. He had 18, 16, 22. So I think, and then I believe, but right before the season got canceled, he had 20. So I think he's always had that skill set, and obviously maybe he's he's gotten a little bit better in, um, you know, a little better over the quarantine period. But I think it's for him it's just opportunity, him being able to play alongside guys who are who are really who are really big stars, and you know Terry Stotts actually giving him the minutes and giving him the touches in the offense. So I think these guys, I mean, these guys in the NBA, a lot of what they go through and how they perform is dependent on opportunity. Yeah. We know that they can get a bucket. We know that these guys are scorers. Like there's they're the top what two three four hundred basketball players in the world right so we know what they can do um so for and, i mean gary trent i think it, for him it's it's purely opportunity i think he, he's just getting more minutes more touches they're incorporating more in the yeah. offense and it's working out for him for mpg it looks like it's, it's opportunity yeah. you know we know he's had that skill set he's been a top prospect for a long time he's had that that back injury i believe it was um kind of keeping him out for a while but he's always been a bucket he can always shoot he can always drive he can always yeah. handle so for him, it's for for all these guys, it's, it's just looking like opportunity. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's funny because Gary Trent Jr.'s dad 
Gary Senior, yeah. <laughs> senior. <laughs> played about nine years in the league, yeah, and I think exactly. he, sh- he shot four threes in his entire career. That's wild. And uh, Gary made four in the first quarter of his last game, so it's pretty, pretty funny. They're like, "Who taught this guy to shoot?" It clearly wasn't his dad, because <laughs> his dad was a center, and he did. I don't know how you know he turned into a guard, but kudos to him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, but to stay on the um, sort of the train of injuries, unfortunately, yes. there's been a pretty. Uh, Pretty rough streak, I guess, like a week or so of just pretty bad injuries. Um, so let's talk about a couple of them. Ben Simmons, most recently and most That's notably, the one, yeah, uh, he's out. I'm gonna say out for the season. I don't think he's gonna come back. So there's, they're saying that he can come back for a deep playoff run. My opinion, they're not gonna have a deep playoff run, especially no. now. I mean, before I didn't think they were gonna have one, but now yeah. they're not going to have one. So he's out for the season. It was like a a, a partially separated or dislocated kneecap. Yeah, I believe was yeah, the, was, was what yeah. came out, mm-hmm. and it just that just ruins their team. That it's it, it's point blank. You know, they already with Ben Simmons were, you know, I mean, like they're stealing for me where it was a second round exit. Yeah, now they're a first round exit to me. Well, I don't even know if they're a second round before Ben Simmons because they're facing right now Boston in the first round. Yeah, it could have so, exactly, I mean, exactly that. It's tough, and yeah, I, and to be honest, though, like. I actually feel on the opposite end that I actually think that this could benefit Philly a lot. I think anytime either one of those two guys, Ben Simmons or Embiid, goes out, the team just somehow does better. Yeah. Like for for Embiid, when he's missing Ben, he can operate and he can be comfortable inside it. There's no worrying about my slashing point guard, my ball dominant point guard. Like you know, it doesn't there that worry isn't there. Yeah. And when Embiid isn't there, Simmons doesn't have to worry about a guy clawing up the paint, a guy, right. you know taking up all the shots and not really allowing him to operate and do his thing. So I feel, and I mean, man, personnel-wise, like, Tobias Harris is still healthy. Um, Al Horford is still healthy. Joel Embiid is still healthy. Uh, Josh Richardson is still healthy. And this Shake Milton kid is not bad at all. Like, to put him in the mix with all these guys, like, we're not asking him to go get 30, 40 points a game. All this guy has to do is just show up and run (laughs) the the offense because all you need to do is just – Give the ball to these guys where they want it. And it's not like they have scrubs. Josh Richardson is not a scrub by any no, means. No. And to tell me that, you know, they have still him, Al Horford, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, it's like, man, these are four guys that are better than they can compete with any starting five in the East. I don't want to hear I don't it. think so. I don't I don't any think starting that's enough. I don't think it's enough to, to beat the Celtics. Especially what why not? Especially look at, after look at what the, the Celtics did to look at the, the starting Raptors five last the night. Celtics. Look at the starting five in the Celtics. Kemba over Shake. Okay. Hayward over Josh Richardson? No. You're not taking Hayward over? No. You, you're really not? I actually think Gordon Hayward is trash. Since injury, Gordon Hayward's been trash. I don't think so. And I on that team, he's trash. I don't think he's trash. You're, you're taking it a bit too far. Not trash. I'd equate. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't think you compare bear- him, bro. You can't compare him. He's not the two. I'd compare him more to Tobias Harris. Who's the two then? Uh, Jalen Brown or Jalen Brown? They all exactly. Rotate. He's the two. So Jalen Brown over over over. Yes, um, sure. Richardson. Sure. So that's two zero. Three, two, gonna, one, because Tobias Harris over Gordon Hayward. Joel Embiid over Daniel Tice, and then Jason Tatum. Al over. Horford. Al Horford. Man, that, it's that, it's that, tough. It's, it's tough because pl- that that position. Al Horford play, playing the four. Sure. Or playing so the five, let's, it just doesn't work. Let's call it a scratch, and it'll be a tie. A tie. Sure. At, and that Boston is a top four Coach? team in the league. Coaching. Sure. Give it to Boston. Slap. Definitely. I'm not saying Philly is gonna be great, and uh, I'm not yeah. saying that, but. To, for us to think like, oh man, you know, without Simmons, like this is no. It's not like it's not like the Raptors just lost Kyle Lowry. Like that is something to me That's where it's like bigger. crap. Like, one, yeah. how do you replace that? But Ben Simmons is replaceable on that team, in that mm-hmm. roster, mm-hmm. on that in that system. Like the way that they play is more tailored to Joel Embiid, in my opinion. It's kind of like 
when you think of like the early Kobe Shaq and like one of them wanting the ball, but the other one actually like deserving more deserving of the ball. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to say Kobe wasn't deserving, but they did the work and they did the data. They're like, dude, it is much easier to win games via this guy because yeah. he's seven feet. He's unstoppable. Yeah. Obviously Kobe had the tenacity to say F all of you and I'm going to win with or without him. Yeah. So he did that. Simmons doesn't have that kind of aspect to him. So and I think I, I don't know. I think it's recoverable. I, I, I don't think I it's definitely the end of the agree world. with the fact that it's recoverable, and I don't think it's a, as big as a blow <laughs> as you're saying, like a Lowry to a, a Raptors team, or maybe uh, Jason Tatum to a Celtics team, or, or Jimmy Butler to a Heat team, right? So, yeah. But I do, I do still think they're a first round exit. I don't think they'll be able to get past the Celtics with that lineup. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think hopefully they start to look at, you know, how are we going to move forward after this? You know, like. If if they do in fact play better without Ben Simmons, hey, I think it's time to maybe move a Ben Simmons. Make, his, and make a move. Make a move. It's time to get rid of a Brett Brown. Honestly, though, I they're feel, not gonna do it. I, I just fear that they waited too long, and both the windows of Embiid and, and Simmons have to, kind of be moved. hurt a little bit because at this point we've seen Simmons really have a really hard time with his back all season. Yeah, there was a lot of things like worried about. Oh my gosh, is this, this going to be longer than expected? Mm. Is it going to be a dragging issue? We don't know. Then COVID hits, he gets time to rest. Great, comes back, dislocated knee. Okay, he hasn't really started shooting. Like, the first game he, he put up two threes, yeah. and then it just stopped after yeah. that. So, I mean... It, they're a tough position, it, man. That it, it's team a is, tough position. Philly's in a really, really tough position because I they have a lot of money tied up in a bunch of guys. Who and can't be moved. two of those guys, like... <laughs> As much as they say they want to play together, I they mean... They don't want to. They don't, like they don't want to. Yeah. And I, if I were Joel Embiid with half a brain, I wouldn't want to either. Like, why would I want to be here? Yeah. I, I've Man, Joel Embiid, I wish... You know where he'd be great? Miami. Because, yes. Because yes. they would force him... To work. To work. To work. And to be skinny. Yeah. And, oh, my God. <laughs> and to run him and Bam as your as your front court, because Bam is more agile. Exactly. Can move, can shoot. Like Honestly, don't be surprised if something like that happens... Not maybe not in the near future, but yeah. maybe later. And especially he's got that Jimmy connection, and you, we know yeah. that you know Embiid always had love for Jimmy. Jimmy always had love for Embiid. There was no you know tarnish of the relationship there. So don't be surprised if something like that might I happen. Wish. That would be a great. Who's our five men right now? Um, they put. I know they put Kelly there, but he stretches the floor even. I honestly they think they're starting. Uh, who did we just mention? Bam was. I, I think Bam. Is, yeah, I, Bam. Think was, I feel like five. they start Bam at the five. At the five. So imagine putting Bam at the four. And putting a, and then be at the five. I think that'd be that would be a yeah. great, great, great. They, so lineup. they 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 have a pretty small lineup. They go Jay Crowder at the four, Bam at the five, yeah. uh, Derek Jones Jr. at the at the, the three. three. So I mean, if you push that one up, Derek Jones Jr. doesn't need to start. You could put Jay Crowder at the three, um, that, Bam, Bam at the, at the four. four. Who play? Who was a playmaker? Yeah, and then I don't even go. Yeah, five. that'd be a great, 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 great lineup. I'm telling you, man. Riley, right, man. I just think up. I just think it's a discipline thing more than anything. I think Absolutely. somebody in Joel Embiid's career right now needs to force him to lose. It's the same thing I say about Zion. He needs to force him to lose weight. He needs to force him to get better shape, get yeah. bigger. We Not bigger. He so, was gonna come back skinnier coming from yeah. this quarantine. Like, oh, you know, he's gonna put in that work, and whatever. No, he came back. He hasn't put in anything. He hasn't done anything. Like he isn't. And he, he hasn't really like put in much. He just has a lot of really good talent. I just don't think he has gotten any better. Yeah. Since. He peaked like three years ago. It's yeah, like, okay, he became well, an all star. He just stayed this, the same. Yeah, this is just Joel and beat at this point. Um, but yeah, on the on the note of of injuries. hurtful injuries, second one, Jaron yeah. Jackson Jr. Man, Jaron oh, Jackson Jr. from the Memphis big, Grizzlies. Big, so big Memphis one. is fighting for the playoffs. They have been done nothing but crap the bed since the beginning of this bubble. I think they're zero and four or no, they got their first one and four, one and three maybe. Yeah, yesterday. So I mean, it's it's really tough because. 
let, let's just talk about like what does that mean for Memphis and talk to us about that. And he's a young guy too for him to go down with a knee injury like that in his what second or third year. Memphis is still in the eighth spot, so they've 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 still got uh, barely though. They had like a four game lead. Now it's did, a one game, maybe did. even a half. So game. so right behind them is a tra- is the Blazers with thirty two wins. They've, the Blazers have thirty three, and then the Spurs and the Pelicans have thirty, and the Suns also have thirty. So mm-hmm. they're also up and coming, but. And this, the Suns haven't lost the game yet. Exactly. So this puts them in a very dig- dangerous position. I think the loss of, you know, Triple J just kind of it, it, it's a demoralizing loss for them, and it, it it turned their. I mean, I was surprised they won that fourth game. Yeah. Because after losing somebody like that, you, that kind of just like digs a deeper hole for you. So so it's very hard to get out. I believe it was from what I heard, it was John Morant's daughter's birthday that fourth game. So yeah. Came yeah, out same really day. really wanting to 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 get to get that win since he couldn't be with her. So. It, it's just a tough blow for them, man, and and and, and to see a young, it it sucks to really see young guys who are, who are just on that come up get injured because you you like oh they could have been so great at this moment they could have been so great in this moment they could have been so great for this team so it really puts them in a, in, a, in, a, in a tough position with the Blazers they they got lucky the Blazers lost today you know they they missed those two free throws today to to win the game so they got very lucky with that loss or else the Blazers would have been tied with them right now. And then I'm sure they would have. Over- I'm, I'm so sure disappointed, man. I'm so disappointed. Like, what you? What were you telling me before we started this? Right off air, you were like, the chances of an 89 so, percent so free Dame, throw shooter. Dame is about an 89 percent free throw shooter. The sh- the chances or the odds of an 89 percent free throw shooter missing two in a row is 1.2. And they were down one too. And it's they like were down you one. Just make one of them. He could have won. And Couldn't believe one point two, and they were short. Like that's like the first like, one was straight front rim. I actually thought he missed on purpose. You, you don't, you don't see. And, and I was shocked to see the, especially the way he missed it. I was shocked to see because Dame has kind of earned that reputation now. Where it's clutch. You, you, yeah, he's clutch. <laughs> you put him at the free throw line. Like you put him at that free throw line. You know he's gonna hit those but two. You shots. put him at the half court line. He's he gonna hit it. the shot. So so to see him miss those two was very, very, very surprising. And I'm, we'll get into the to the to the extracurriculars that happen on later, that happen later uh, later on. So, yeah. but you know, I think the Grizzlies will actually fall out of that of that playoff contention now because of that loss, and and they've been crapping the bed like you said. Yeah, I don't think it it looks good for them at all. Yeah, no, Triple J being out, it's it hurts the team a lot, especially because your core is Triple J and John. Obviously, you have Jonas. JV's putting in work; he's doing yeah. really well. But I just don't think that JV is a part of Memphis's future. Like in terms no, absolutely of not. I the next so. five, ten years, I mean, it really falls in the hands of him and J and tri- like John and Triple J. And for you to sustain a, a, a knee injury that early in your career as a big man, it really, it's scary. Uh, it's and, uh, and he's athletic too, so yeah. he relies on that. You know, on his knees, on his legs. Let me tell you, their upcoming schedule. They've got the Raptors tomorrow. Yeah, two o'clock. Marcus All goes home. Marcus All goes home. <laughs> They've got the Celtics on Tuesday at five. And then they've got the Bucks on Thursday. Jeez. So those three games, I mean, I predict, and I, I'm, I'm obviously Raptors playing tomorrow. I hope we win tomorrow. Yeah. I predict they go only three during these three games, and that's, and then that's for sure gonna drop them out of that. So contention. yesterday the Raptors got slapped up by the Celtics. Oh buddy. Oh 40, buddy. And and somebody had made a Come pretty on. interesting point that I didn't really think of, and he goes, he's like, as a coach, mm. if I'm facing a team that I think. I'm pretty confident it's going to be my second round matchup. Yeah, why would I give anything away? Absolutely not. And I was like, damn. I like, agree with when that. you really think about it, like we've pretty much secured the number two seed, and there's no chance we're going to get the one seed. No, I don't think okay? so. Okay, so that's like out of the way. So yeah. I think we're maybe one win away from really locking up that two seed. So 
there's no shift in the standings for us here. There's no added benefit to us trying or doing anything. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, I, I could really be using this excuse to make me feel better because watching <laughs> that were, game. You were upset, yeah. Watching that game was terrible. Like, first of all, let me just talk about the experience of the game because I went. So I was in St. Catharines yeah. visiting uh, my boy Ash, mm-hmm. and uh, we went out. And we went out. We hit up Kelsey's, okay? Penn Center Kelsey's. Yeah. Bro, we sit Classic down. Classic Penn Center Kelsey's. We sit down. I'm like, yo, can you guys put the game on? They're like, you know what? Let me confirm if we have the channel. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, let me confirm if you have the channel. I was like, dude, it's TSN 1. You're a bar. Like that pre- I'm pretty sure that comes with your lease. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, all right, all right, boys. Comes in like two minutes. All right, boys. We're good to go. The game's here. Oh, I was like, thank all right, God, cool. Thank God. Puts the game up. Fast forward. Okay, first of all, it's a Saturday or Friday night. Yeah. You're at Kelsey's, okay? They're in the same plaza as Boston Pizza. Boston Pizza's bumping. Really? And there's three people in Kelsey's, okay? Dang. You go in. Come on, Kelsey's. The Leafs are playing an elimination game. Tough. Not on TV. That wasn't on TV at all. They were playing PGA, okay? They're playing PGA golf. (laughs) They're playing PGA (laughs) golf and and the MLB, the the Jays game. Yeah. So I get in there. I was like, yo, put the the Raps game up. They put the Raps game up. Two minutes later, some guy's like, yo, can you put the, the Leafs game up? Yeah. They're like, all right, cool. Leafs game goes up. So I guess there were some satellite issues because the Leafs game and the Raps game were just canceling each other out. Every 30 seconds, it just freeze and stop and oh then freeze and stop and then go back and forth. So we asked him, we're like, yo, like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, yeah, we have cable issues. The guy's coming in on Monday to fix it. <laughs> yo, we're full. We're not even hungry. We ordered food just to stay there to watch the game. Oh, man. And the game's not working. So we ended up having to leave at halftime. But we got look, we got stopped by 40. And yep. then it's like, because at the end of the day, like, I waited for them to fix it, and it eventually got fixed, and then we got slapped got by slapped, 40, so, so I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Like, I'm not even watching the second half, mm-hmm. this garbage game. But then I was thinking, I was like, this kind of makes sense. Like, why do we look so bad? It, mm-hmm. We didn't even have schemes. It wasn't even, like, forget missing shots. Like, we just didn't want to play. It yeah. was, we were three steps behind. Yeah. Like, it was pretty rough. But Mentally, I'm going to go with the fact there. that Nick Nurse is playing chess. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. And that's a that's – a, mental win that you want to have especially with a team that you're going to most likely see in the second round right yeah. so you could go the route where like you said why give anything away to them why show them why show off any of your schemes mm-hmm. or you can go the route of send a message to them you know be get into their heads as opposed to them getting to our heads or into the raptors heads so let's hope it was let's hope you're right let's hope it was nick nurse not giving away anything any of his schemes and i still i honestly despite that 40 that 40 piece i'm still confident in the raptors being able to beat them in a, in a seven game uh, yeah there's, there's just no something doubt. about there's it no yeah. yeah there's no doubt about that i agree and when it comes down to the playoffs like come on they man. Don't, like so their biggest go. guy is tice like i think we can really disrupt i don't know i don't want to be too overzealous we, we match up very well with them yeah they match up very well with us, i think um with size with length with athleticism it's 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 almost like neck and neck I think it's just going to come down to coaching, execution, you know, proper leadership. I think we've got the better leader in, in, in Lowry. I think we've got a great coach in, in, in Nurse. And I think Nurse has been actually been able to do – I think Nurse mm-hmm. has been able to do more than Brad Stevens has yeah. in his tenure. So I think I think we're in a very, very, very good position. The Raptors are in a very, very good position, and I'm not scared at all. Um, but I guess the third uh, injury, when we want to go back to the injuries, is yeah. Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. So someone who's made a name for himself also in the bubble, yes. but for social reasons. Yeah. So obviously, as we know, um, there's a huge BLM movement. There's a huge like push for for you know equality, pushing for we're kneeling during the anthem and, and and standing together and all that stuff. 
Jonathan Isaacs on the first game didn't kneel his teammates and he didn't wear a shirt that said Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on after and he says, well, just to give a bit of a background, Jonathan Isaacs is an extremely religious guy. Yeah. He's a preacher. Like yeah. that was the one thing that he just went in to the team or right when he got drafted and it was like, guys, come out, watch me preach. Like yeah. he's super religious, always wants guys to like, you know, be, be united and, and do stuff like that. So he's a good guy. His intentions are good. He came out and said, I don't like I don't need to wear these things or do these acts for me to show that I care about black lives. It goes way beyond that. So I understand, you know, the sentiment behind that. Yeah. I thought it was weird and his reasoning was def- definitely really weird. And then the next literally the next oh, night. So sad. Man. He tore his ACL. Yeah. And that was a he's a promising young cat. Yeah. So I I was sad to see it because he's a good player, man. And he's got a lot of promise. And uh I don't think that really means much for Orlando. I mean, Orlando only because Orlando doesn't have any like any you know hopes. what are what are they looking forward to in my yeah. opinion? Like, so I mean, I don't think it hurts or or it benefits just, it them in any way. It a, just sucks. Yeah, yeah, he's a young, promising talent. He's you know just just making a name for and it, it's crappy because man, a lot of people are like going in on him like about him not kneeling eh well they're saying like god like no, took his no, knee you know like, i know i know you know like he didn't that, kneel man. so god took his knee Come like on, people are man. like cold man they're yeah. cold-hearted like we don't need that in our game in our league in our, the league so, <laughs> so uh shout out jonathan isaacs bro i hope you feel better soon they all feel better man i hope they all get better yeah. and come back and, and uh, this injury ca- happened before the bubble but i think it's uh it, it's noteworthy lamarcus aldridge yeah not returning with the spurs because the shoulder i think you talked about that on on our intro yeah. episode so yeah. um no need to go into but I do want to shout out actually um august 7th which is yesterday Jakob Pertl had 19 and 10. Jeez. So Jakob Pertl stepping up in, in, in LaMarcus, Ad- LaMarcus Aldridge's absence. So good for him, man. Former Raptor. Wow. So shout out to them. Shout out to those boys. Um, enough of the injuries, though. Let's talk about uh, the race in the West. Yes. Because like we were saying earlier, man, the West, the bottom teams in the West, aside from the Pelicans, have come to play, bro. Yeah. The Spurs are serious the, the, the suns, blazers the are, suns serious. are serious bro the suns haven't lost a game come like, on look between portland san antonio and phoenix these guys are dead after it bro like yeah. they are here to play mm-hmm. i love memphis i love john Morant. i love that story i don't think they're gonna make it though whether it's they do or not i just don't want them there i'm like yo the fact that these teams have come out to play yeah. portland has a whole new roster that we like it's like wh- this addition of yusuf nurkic has changed bro, the team entirely bro. Ball, bro has and nurkic? gary Trent jr the yeah. emerge yeah like him coming up and uh nurkic coming back you mixed with mellow skinny mellow you look at the places on paper like that's a that's a great team man you man, know we what they could do yeah, we talked about it like it's they're, they're a threat and, and they're serious and i honestly like for the sake of it i want the plan to be uh either portland phoenix or portland san antonio because man portland, portland phoenix would be exciting portland phoenix would be, it would be exciting deandre aiden is balling he hit the, the book is balling they, 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 they've got guys that yeah. are stepping up man it's so big it's, time it's, the plane will be a will be, will rubio be very very fun rubio is putting in work so my favorite team out of those Three, the four. Even if you want to add the Grizzlies in there, and you want to you want to put the Pelicans in there, my, I want the Blazers to to be the ones to, 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 to play in because they've got the most. In my opinion, they've got the most. I know it's not a word, but you know, competable yes. roster. Absolutely. To, I mean, and if you're, if you're they're the for, best playoff team. And if you're looking for a team to go against, to go against the Lakers, that's going to entertain See, you. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying, fight, man. It's, that, it's like, the Blazers. When it comes to the, the Grizzlies, like I love Jaw. 
But I don't want to watch them in the first round. Yes, I don't want to watch yes. them without Triple J having exactly. to go up against the Lakers. I would rather watch Portland go up against L.A. Mm-hmm. And hot take, maybe not a hot take because I think a lot more people are more woke to this than I thought. If the Portland Blazers play the Lakers in the first round, I don't think it's gonna LeBron be easy, is bro. going to be a first-round exit, bro. I'm I don't telling know. you. Six, seven games. It, the Lakers look terrible. They look thin. They look terrible. They look LeBron looks thin. terrible. Yo, I said it myself. I said, wow, no crowd. This is going to be pickup basketball. LeBron's going to average 50 a game. I don't even know if he's broken 20 in the bubble. Let's check that out. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think, think he's broken think, 20. Maybe tonight 20. he has 17 and a half. But other than that, I really just don't know if this guy's broken 20. Like, it's been... It's been tough for it's them, It's been man. really embarrassing, man. It's so top-heavy, and, like, they're just losing to everybody. AD's been getting, you know, stopped a lot uh, by a lot of different trash, teams. bro. So, I, I don't Yo, think... in the bubble, he passed 20 once, bro. 22. Come on. 19, 20, 16, 20, 22, 19. I think he's saving it for the playoffs, though. I really hope so. They clinched so. first. They don't got to worry about anything. They clinched first. I know they, they got did. It. I know they did, but this, this dynamic of, like... Either AD or LeBron are going to get 30, and then everyone else is going to stand around and kind of do nothing. I don't think it's going to work. I, you have too many important pieces on your team. Like, man, if I had a if I had a Kuzma on my team, like, I'm not just trying to get him to get me four or six points. Kuzma's a bucket. You got to get 20. You got to get 15, Come 20 on, points. Bro. You got to make it. You got to solidify him as that why third guy. Why is Caldwell Poop still playing? I don't know why they're giving him minutes. I'd rather put in Dion or JR. Those guys are playmakers. Those guys can do a way better job than, than KCP, in my opinion. But the, that's and that's exactly the reason why I want to see the Blazers in that playoff and that in that Lakers versus Blazers yeah. in, the, in that, that one versus eight spot. It's gonna be the it's gonna best be a really really good series, one eight. bro. Do you know if that if that happens? Do you know what the first round is gonna be? The it, first right round now, in the West is gonna be fire. It's gonna be crazy, bro. Lakers, because Blazers. You know who the second seven is? Clippers, Clippers and Mavs, bro. Nuggets, Thunder, two great no, teams right I there. I got Nuggets, Jazz. Oh, probably Rockets, Thunder. It. Yeah, yeah, Rockets, Thunder. Rock and Thunder, Which is Rock and Thunder would be amazing with the, two, with the drama. Oh team. my yeah, goodness, that'd be amazing. And I'm telling you, man, if it, like that, the East is going to be what it is: Milwaukee, Orlando. I was shocked because Brooklyn keeps winning games, and I'm like, "Yo, I thought the Raptors were going to have to play Orlando. We are going to play a D League team in the first round. Brooklyn has nobody, bro. That's hyped. Brooklyn has I'm nobody, so and they keep I'm winning so games. It's like, that. yo, I'm down because they're not. They're That's definitely not overtaking the sixth seed, and they're a game and a half separate from the eighth. So if Orlando keeps it'll, losing yeah, and Brooklyn keeps winning, it might switch up the the Nets on, and the bro, Magic. That's a freaking buy, man. That's a buy. That's a bye week. It's a I bye mean, round. I mean, we'll probably end up losing the first game of the playoffs, and then we'll no, sleep them after. That, that if, always at happens. At that point, I'm actually that. quitting. I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> they have nobody. TLC. That's their only player, bro. But Miami, Miami, Indiana, first round, Boston, Fire. Philly. Fire matchups yeah. there too. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a very, very good playoff series this year, especially in the when West. The East is good. A couple weeks or, or a week. Couple there is about every team has about three to four games left uh, out of that eight game, you know, regular season play in what a regular season, whatever you want whatever you want to call it. So um, there's about maybe a, a week or two left uh, before it the playoffs. Like, it looks like August 14th is the last day of regular season games. Oh, we got a week left. We got a week left. So yeah, I don't know if the playoffs are going to start the next day, the Saturday, but everyone's playing. I'm excited, man. I'm excited, and uh, honestly, we a lot of people may have thought like the bubble would be all friendly, bubbly, because all these guys are like best friends and stuff. There's beef, man. There's oh beef. man, it's been spicy. Did you see the beef today? The beef today by far has been the best beef. I that is the best beef by far. So let's uh, – you want to give our listeners a bit of a background? So here. I guess it, it goes back to Dame Lillard hitting – or missing the, the two final free throws of regulation against the Clippers. 
And that was his chance to win the game. And obviously, when you miss two free throws, the opposing bench is going to react in a way that it could be disrespectful, could be, you know, uh, something that you don't appreciate. So you see the, the camera pans out to, I believe it's Pat Bev and Marcus Morris. One of the Morris twins. I, I, I never know which one is Marcus. I or, think Marcus or, is on, on the Clippers. On the Clippers, yeah. yeah. I think, so it's Marcus Morris and Pat Bev and... They're jumping around. They're laughing. Pat Bev jumps over the little clowning barricade. Him, bro. They're Sorry, just clowning, clowning him for missing. That's waving. And then Dame Leonard gets asked about it after in the post game, and he says, "Oh, bro, you didn't even see he waved them. You know the Pat wave? Bev, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying. Pat yeah. Bev waved at him, and then Dame Leonard gets asked about it in the post game. Dame Lillard says, "Bro, I've sent I've sent Pat Bev home before. I've sent PG home last year. These guys know what I do to the point where they expect me to do that." So to me, for them to re- for them to react like that, it's a sign of respect because they're hyped that what they expect did not happen. Yeah, and then that that comment ended up um, being posted on Bleacher Report, I believe it was, and then in the comments on the Bleacher Report Instagram, Jeez. Pat Bev says Cancun on three. Obviously, their vacation or whatever. yeah, they're like they're, they're done. They're, they're not they're making done. the playoffs, kind and of thing. PG says something. PG he, went on a tangent, he, he bro. Ran, he he went, PG a went on a So rant, from man. what I took away from what PG said, because he commented uh, at Dame, he's like, don't worry, because you're going to be the one that's going out this year. Yeah, and then exactly. Dame replied, keep running, keep switching teams, bro. You're a chump. You're running from the work. Running whatever, from the real grind. Yeah, you're yeah, a chump. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Any, and then, yo, anytime any of these punk guys who make these moves get told that they're punks, I love it. And, and Dame PG, is always the one telling them they're punks. And then PG made that little... He started talking about his surgeries, man. Yo, and then Come he posted on. a story about it, too. He's like, six, that, I had six full surgeries. It's like, yo, this, to me, is the same thing with KD. It's like mad insecurity. It's, yeah. It's like, yo, like, I, I get it. I get like, it. people are chirping you all day, and, like, it's fine. I understand. Don't give me your injuries as an excuse. But, yo, though, like, if I'm can't. telling you you're a bit for running away, you know what I mean? Like, I almost slipped up on air there. <laughs> Ooh, but, like, if, I, if I'm telling you that, like, you're a B for yeah. leaving your your team and grinding. The answer to that is, yeah, but bro, I've had six surgeries. It's that's, like, not, yo, like, that's not what. All right, not what I'm alluding I'm sorry, to. Sorry, right man. Like, I'm really sorry you had six surgeries, but I don't know how that relates to any any of this conversation at all. So, interesting beef there. Um, our boy Lowry got into a beef, gave out his room number. I don't. I don't agree with AG at all. Not that. I mean, I'm not. I'm Aaron trying, Gordon I'm for trying, anyone who doesn't know. I'm trying AG. in the best way not to be biased as a Raptor fan or as a Lowry fan or whatever you may be. The foul wasn't a crazy foul where AG had to get really upset. You know what I mean? And then AG starts calling him a B. He's like, you're a B, you're a B because of the foul. And then Lowry's like, yo, 836 or whatever, 83 something is my room number. Yeah. Like, come. Come through. Come through if you're trying yeah. to do something. And like, yo, Lowry's, up, bro? Lowry's on, constant man. response to beef is, let's go right now. Let's go yeah. take it outside. <laughs> do you remember when him and Ben Simmons? Yeah. Yeah. Beefed? And he sprinted, bro. Yeah. He sprinted. He He's ran like, to right, the, yeah, the back. Go. All right. All right. Cool. 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 Man, I would just, love to see that too. That'd be great. That he's would be so a great. Small man, but he's scrappy. He's a bulldog, bro. He like you know he's you know he's one of those you know those small annoying guys. You know that just like yeah, they're he's small, got a fat but just, booty though. <laughs> he does have a fat booty. But, yeah. but even when he was thick and skinny, he still yeah. got a fat booty. It's crazy. Kyle Lowry, man. That's our, that's our boy. That's our dog, man. Come on now. It's our, it's our, it's our dog. It's our dog. Uh, and then Shake Milton, bro, and Embiid, his own teammate, his own teammate, just scrapped it out a little bit. It didn't look too serious, but. I mean, definitely, like, why? Okay, first of all, in what world do Embiid and Shake Milton need to fight? Like, they're so they're so drastically on different levels. Uh, it's like that's wh- the that's the unfortunate part is because I mean, you can go about it two ways. Shake, why are you talking to somebody who is the leader of the team? Why are you you know why are you trying to step towards that? And they can go the way where 
Embiid, why are you not a great leader? Why are you not a good leader? Why can't you lead guys who need your leadership? So for me, I'm going to go the leadership route because Embiid has never proven that he's been a great leader and he's never been able to do that with other guys. So, you know, if I'm Embiid, why are you really, do you really have to scrap this kid who's a second year guy who's just gotten inserted into the starting lineup? Your point guard, bro. He's like, your peach. Come on, man. Like, it's, it, there's way better ways to do it. There's, there's way better ways to reach to you know get to your teammates. So for me, like that's just upsetting for on on Embiid's part. Like he just he hasn't been doing a good job leading yeah. that team at all, man. Absolutely, it's uh it's the Philly thing needs to be changed right now. Whether it's a coaching change or personnel change, something got it. There change. just needs to yeah, there needs to be some sort of change. I th- I honestly think it's an organizational change, starting with the coaches. They just changed. They got um Elton Brand as their GM, their GM now. Yeah. So I mean, I think they should start cleaning up house and getting coaches, getting a good coach. I think. Um, maybe a coach that's more in touch with the youth because I think they have a lot of young guys on that team. And yeah. Brad Brown is an older, old-fashioned, like, blue-collar, you know, tough guy. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that that style works the best for the team that they have right now. But, yeah, like I said, um, just they need some sort of change there, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But let's move over to the uh, finalists the for awards. the awards. The yeah, awards. A bunch of the finalists got released, I believe it was today. Yeah. And so they did sixth man, coach did all of the year, them. all of them, MVP. So sixth man. That's why I thought was sixth or man. Sorry, not MVP. Most improved player. I guess them. they did do MVP. They did do too. MVP too. Yeah. They did all of them. All of them came out. Let's start with sixth man. And I hate not, to do it. Not much of a shocker there with this one though. I, but I mean, no. The 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 candidates are great. You got Montrose Harrell, Dennis Schroeder of the the Thunder, OKC. and and Lou Williams. Yo, I just want to go on record. And, and say that you've been ripping me for Dennis Schroeder, and now this he's is why a name for himself. This is why I hate to do it. I think Schroeder should be the the front man for for the award. I think yeah. he's the one that should be. He, I think he should win it. I think he deserves it the most out of all the three uh, guys. I don't know about that one because those two guys are the number one and two scorers off the bench for the number two team in the league. So I don't. I mean, but that tough. team is not. That team is expected to be the number two team in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Schroeder, what he's what he's been able to do. On a team that's not expected to go anywhere, and he's not even—he doesn't even have that expectation to be that kind of guy. He's yeah. worked himself into a solid two-three option as a guy coming off the bench. You know what I mean? He's, so I—he's legit, man. He's legit. He's, legit. he's having a great season, at all, and that's it's, why I'm going to vote for him. Or my, he gets yeah. my vote. My, I mean, for me, Lou Williams. Like the whole thing is, I'm over the fat of Lou being a bench guy. Like he's not a bench. He's guy, not a bench man. guy. He's just—he just, just starts the game later. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's all it is with Lou. He's at Magic City wrapping up. He's just starting a bit later. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, he'll be um, back. He's coming. But like to me, like he's always going to be that guy because he comes in, he gets starter minutes, he gets starter touches. Exactly. He's controlling the ball. Like when I look at a guy like Montrezl Harrell, has to scrap. For his points and work so much harder for his. Not not saying it comes easier to Lou, but I'm saying the opportunities are there for him. Right, he's Dennis Schroeder in the offense so much. Exactly, you know I mean? and like, when he's on the floor, PG one of PG and Kawhi are on the on the offense, bench. Yeah. So I mean, he's going to be the one controlling the ball and bringing the ball up. Yeah. So it's quite different to me than a Dennis Schroeder who has to rely on CP3, Shea, and um, a bunch of their other young guards as well. Mm. Uh, but I mean, he's in there, he's balling, and I I, I honestly would go Montrez Harrell. Really, just I, I, I really like what he brings to the table. I'm going for your boy. That's okay. That's I good. like Schroeder, but man, Montrez as a sixth man, like what he's been, like he's won games straight up for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dennis Schroeder is Schroeder. Schroeder's on the same as well. So yeah. they, they, they both. I mean, all three guys are you are, can't go are, wrong are deserving. They're all they're all deserving of, of the award. Next up, let's go with Coach of the Year, and this one's very interesting. We've got Mike Budenholzer of the Bucks. Obviously, he's he's a oh, he's, he's a good coach. They're the number one team in. Is in, he a in, good in, coach? 
You gotta, you gotta be able to be a good coach to, to have the number one team in, in in the East, and I think in the NBA as well. So come or on. Or you can just have the number one freak. You still gotta put him in positions to win. He still runs an offense. He still has an offense. They still have the spacing. I'm for over him. the like he got I'm it last year. I don't think he's good enough to get it two years in a row. I don't come think he's on, good. Man. No, like, not at all. Like first of all, you got it last year. You got outcoached in the conference final by yeah. Nurse one on one. Yeah. This year, Nurse loses his two starting wing guys and has We're a better record. Come on, has man. a better record than the year before. Like, what yeah. is the argument? And okay, if you want to make the Billy Donovan debate, Billy Donovan's sure. the third candidate. He, I think he's been great. I think he should be ahead of Bud. Billy Donovan, I think I think it was, I mean, in no bias at all. Nurse, Nurse Billy, and then yeah. Bud, and all the bias. I mean, I mean, honestly, <laughs> but I'm even, not even like we could say we're biased, but at the end of the day, like he makes the case. He makes the strongest case, in my opinion. Who Bud? No, Nick Nurse. Absolutely. Man, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We were, we were projected to go ninth, eighth not in the playoffs. East. Yeah, they didn't want us in the playoffs last because <laughs> eighth in the East. What he's been able to do without with with losing a superstar number one, losing a great, losing your starting two guard. Off a championship season, so what he's been able to do from that, no one's been able to do. That. No yeah, one, come on. Like, and he, honestly, man, a lot of people don't even think this far back, but think about when all our guys, like the Pascals, the Freddies, the Norms, were still getting better. In Who the, was their coach in the D League? Who was their, Nikki. you know, their assistant that was working directly with them? And that's Nick Nurse. Yeah. He developed all our guys. Mm-hmm. He understands them the best. Mm-hmm. He puts them in positions to win. Like, mm-hmm. it's for me, Nick Nurse has got to be. I think he got. I think he got. Shafted, shafted last hard year. last oh, of course, year. Of course, man. I can't believe he's going to win last year. Come and then this, for this year not to be it. Like, last year I want to make the argument Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi. That's fine. Sure. We got no you don't, Kawhi this you don't year. Lose, you don't lose two guys the caliber of Kawhi and Danny Green. And, and still be, and be like, able to recover yeah. like this. How many teams lose their wings like that? And a player like Kawhi and recover like that. Not at all. Like, Golden State couldn't recover after KD left and they still had, like, one or two all-stars left healthy. Yeah. So, I'm I'm with I'm with the Nick Nurse. Uh, yeah. So sure. the most improved one, the finals for that one, like two, two of the three, I got it, but strange. I didn't really understand. I think that was just a stretch. Like they put in Luka Doncic in there for the Why? most improved. Why? Um, maybe because he scored a lot more this year than last year. But did not like that at all. Actually, no, I didn't like that one at all. But the top two finalists, to nobody's surprise, are Bam Adebayo and, and uh, Ingram. Who's your pick? I'm gonna go with with. With Adebayo, just because I like his game better, I think he does more for the team as a whole than a Bi. Bi is great; he's become a great scorer. He's become a great guy to run your offense through. I just think Bam Adebayo has developed more of a game. You know, being able to score, being able to facilitate, being able to rebound. He's a triple double kind of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just, I, I just like his game. I'm not gonna be mad at either one getting the award. But I like Batman's game better. I think you know, with the Heat being in fourth place, they've obviously got a better team. I think he, I think, I think he should. We should. I think the NBA should go with with him. Or the, I, the I, okay, go with him. this one I like the Bam pick. Um, I think that obviously Bam is a great player, mm. but I think Bam is one of those guys who's great on a great team. I just don't see him being put in a position like the one Brandon Ingram's in and being able to thrive and do well. Like he's not a guy who can create his own shot and his own offense. Like maybe. Uh, I think he created his own shot twice, once. but like Brandon went from 18 to 20, almost 25 points a game. Like but that B. is I, the guy, and that is like I know that they didn't make the playoffs, but they were right there in the West in a very very hard conference with a guy who's playing five minutes a game and every other game he's sitting out. Like there's just so much inconsistency. So you can't go wrong. You with can't go wrong. Pick. I'm gonna counteract with Bi is a is a good player on a D's team though. Like he's the Great one taking. 
in my opinion. Good, great, sure. I'll, I'll go with a great player, but he's a great player on a, on a D's team. You know, he's he's. There's no one else to carry the offensive burden. Zion's been out. There's no one else that they run their offense through. You know, they've got Drew Holiday, who's who's primarily a facilitator. So I think you you can you can make the argument either way. You know, Bam is definitely benefiting from being on a good team, being having good guys around him, having a quality organization around him. But Bi is also benefiting from hey, we're gonna run through you. You are a guy, you're our guy now. When he was on the Lakers, that wasn't like that at all. So do you, do I think, you think either way. Do you think Bam in Miami is the second option? Do you, would you consider him an option over Duncan Robinson? Absolutely. Yes, I absolutely think he's an over option over Tyler Harrow. Yes, and. And I think you're getting too bogged down on guys who are scoring and shooting. I don't think you're you're you you got to step back and look at the big picture. Who is the guy who makes the plays? Who's the guy who runs the offense? Who's the facilitator on that team? You've got Jimmy, yeah. who's been a great facilitator this year, and he hasn't relied on his scoring really to carry them. Yeah. And then you've got Bam doing that uh, as a second guy. I think Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are truly benefiting from two guys who can make plays. That's why I'm going to put Bam as a second option on that team. That's fair. You can't can't really go wrong. Can't with, go wrong with, with either, either one. one. Don Doncic, though, unfortunately, not too good to be in this in this most improved finalist. I don't even whatever. think he wants to be, bro. I don't I think, think he wants to be. What is this award? I was confused like, when I saw it. Get, but, you know, get this away from you, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, for MVPs, bro. Come on. Yeah. Well, speaking of Come the last on. one, the MVP battle, the top three for that. Well, also TJ Warren, quick update: is thirty-two points right now in thirty-five minutes. My bad, TJ. Twelve I of nineteen. My bad, brother. But Forgive the MVP me. finalists are uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, and uh, who's the third James one? Harden. James Harden. James Harden. Surprise there with the three. You I mean, can't forget James wrong. Harden has been in the conversation since for what twenty fourteen. For years, LeBron's been in the conversation for the last twenty years, uh, and then you've got Giannis who's been in the conversation for the last two or three two years maybe. You can't really go wrong it's with Giannis any is going to get it, man. What are we? Giannis, who are we it's fooling? unfortunate who that Giannis is going to get it because I want LeBron to get it because there's nobody. Who's done what he's doing at 35, at mm-hmm. year 17? It's just, it's not human. You know what I mean? Like the the things he's been doing all season, with the you know the mileage he's got on his body. Giannis is in his, he's just entering his prime. This guy, yeah, yeah, yeah but Giannis is extending his prime. Right Giannis now. is he's playing 30 points a game, averaging over 30 and 15. I cannot hit on his per 36 is like 36 points and like 20 rebounds without a jump shot, barely yeah. with a barely of a so jump I, shot. So I mean, his like. And he's like top three defensive player option of the year. So I mean, he's actually in. So the, the the next award after this one actually is defensive player of the year, which he's in. Ad, Ad, and Gobert. Gobert is over. Gobert's Gobert, like Gobert, the, I think, just the one they add in to, to make yeah. it a top three. Yeah. So I mean, with MVP, with regards to MVP, I I'm 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 with you. I think Giannis, Giannis. is going to get it. He got better than last year when he got it. Exactly. So, so I would would I want to see him get it? No, I want to see LeBron get it just because of what he's been doing and how how. Unique that is. Yeah. When we go to Defensive Player of the Year, I know AD made a statement that he wanted to get it this year or he yeah. wanted to work for it this year. Gobert is obviously a great defensive AD's player. I think AD is going to get it just because of that statement. Lake and popularity, Show. Lakers, yeah. they're yeah. first in the, in the, in the West. Yeah, and, and LeBron so. might get it, man. The year of Kobe, Laker year. You don't know. It's a whole media thing. But uh, if anyone other than Giannis gets it, it's it's beyond skill and beyond deserving. It's that, that's more Story of an line. agenda in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, that uh, that sums up where we are at so far. So most teams have played about half their games. So I think we got about a week left till the playoffs. Yeah. So we'll probably do another episode to sum up the last few games. Even though I feel like most of them are, other than the ones of the teams that are like surviving or just trying to get into the play-in, most teams are trying to rest up some guys, yeah. get ready for the playoffs. So we'll we'll be back and and talk about that. 
Uh, but until then, ladies and gents, enjoy watching the games. And you know where to find us, Apple Music, Spotify, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Great to